Hi there, skating fans. Welcome to another edition of the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast. On this month's blog, we welcome two celebrated alumni in a two-part interview. In the driver's seat and host this month is Nick Young, a former national team member and his guest, national, international, and Olympic coach, Bruno Marcotte. With Nick having transitioned into coaching, the two chat about skating, their history and careers, and their competitive drive to motivate their athletes and in the process to advance the sport of figure skating. Let's listen in on their stories, Nick Young and Bruno Marcotte. Uh, how's it going, Bruno? Good, good, you? <laughs> good, good, good. So, um, so today we have Bruno Marcotte. We have uh, an Olympic and international level pair coach, and we're kind of doing this podcast to kind of get your thoughts and how your career started. So, uh, basically, Bruno, the first question I have for you is, um, how did you get involved in skating? How? What was the process? Was it because your parents or hockey or what was it? Well, you know, funny enough, well, obviously I was playing hockey. But it's not, you know, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of figure skater, male figure skating said they started playing uh, figure, uh, I mean, started figure skate because of hockey. But the real story was I used to watch my skater go in and skate every every Saturday morning. And I hated to be uh, by myself. I wanted to do everything that my sister was doing. And at the end of the year, when she was doing the carnival, um, I thought that looked pretty cool, a fun thing to do. So I, I made my my mom sign me in, sign me in uh, into figure skating because uh, so I could do the carnival, and then it become uh, became partly to improve my hockey. But uh, at first it was really to be my with my sister and to take part part of the the their yearly and uh, carnival. Okay. So basically, if everyone doesn't know, uh, Bruno's sister, Julie Marcotte, so she was a, I, I'm assuming she was a hugely, hugely influential role in your skating career and your coaching career. So, and I'm assuming you guys have a close relationship. Do you want to maybe elaborate on the relationship a bit? Well, for sure. I mean, like, the, uh, my sister um, always been my inspir- inspiration for skating. You know, she was my role model as a, a young skater. She... She's the one who made me uh, believe that things uh, you could achieve uh, certain goals. Um, I remember the first time she um, qualified to uh, to to on the Quebec team to go to divisionals, and then she qualified to go to nationals. Um, so obviously, when I saw that, uh, that got me um, really interested into the high competitive stream in figure skating. And also when she first um, came home with her um, her national, her Canadian national team jacket um, to represent Canada for um, La Coupe des Alpes, saint Um So that, that became like um, kind of that, those were possible achievements. So yes, I was, uh, my sister always inspired me to, to do more, achieve more. And sadly due to um, a side injury, a leg injury, she, uh, Julie had, had to retire like, really really young at a young age um, but then instead of like uh, moving on to something else she started to coach and um, so because of that I got to benefit uh, from her expertise and all her time and her passion for the sport 
Okay, cool. So, Julie coaching and her passion for coaching, do you think after, like we all f fall into coaching in a weird way, do you think that kind of inspired you, the coach, because they're a sheer passion, you got to work with your sister, compared to other skaters where they get, they just, they don't work with some, one of their family members, they work with, you worked with your sister, and do you think that inspired you to be a coach and be the coach that you became, or? Oh, for sure. I mean, like my coaching, obviously, yeah, because, um, at a young age, I, I needed to, uh, uh, you know, pay for my own skating. So I, I needed a, a job or a couple jobs. Mm -hmm. um, so one of them was obviously to teach skating, and my sister was instrumental to give me some work so I could survive. And um, so she got me hooked into the coaching. Um, when I retired from, from skating in 2002, coaching was not in my plan. Uh, but Julie had other thoughts, and she made sure that I um, I would come to the rink and work with her uh, uh, her ice dancers and the work. Uh, she also worked with some single skaters, so uh, uh, she she made sure uh, she took care of me. So uh, she got me um, more involved into coaching, and then that that led for me to become a full time coach. Okay. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, I know you've coached in other centers. You coached in BC for a bit with Joanne. Then you coached in Whitney here with Richard. And now you have your own project in Oakville. Um, those are all transitions. Did you see them more as maybe, I guess, a mentorship? Is there things you take away from those schools? And there's things that you've built and based your coaching, I guess, your and your philosophy off of since you went to those schools and saw, saw a different way of functioning? Or did you sort of not take very much, what, what was your basically, what did, what was your takeaway from all those places? Well, you know, it's it's funny because like every every step of my coaching career uh, were so important and and I'm, I feel so privileged I got the chance to work with all of those unbelie unbelievable people, you know, to start with, you uh, you know, like uh, Jose Picard, when I, I stopped skating, uh, Jose would have me over and, you know, I, you know, you learn from your, your, your former coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got, the, I, I got to a great chance of going to work uh, for Joanne McLeod in, in BC. And that was a great experience because uh, I got to start my own uh, pair uh, school, but at the same time, work for Joanne and I think Joanne as as my uh, as a mentor and there's not a day to this day that I don't think about what Joanne would do and all the things that Joanne has taught me I mean all of those those things were so value, valuable and uh, are still are today and that was like the ultimate for me uh, um, course or how to teach and and uh, this, the psychology of skating, the, the, the art of skating. Um, I mean, I will be forever grateful to Joanne for, for all the time I spend there. Um, so that was a, a, the first phase of my life, you know, as far as the, the my coaching. When I came back to Montreal, um, me and Richard teamed up, and I mean, that was pure joy and pure pleasure to work every day. Every day was, was just fun, you know, like to go to the rink and see Richard and uh, and again I, I learned so much from Richard from uh, all his years of ex experience but it, again it was so different you know Joanne you had like the single approach with Richard you had the pair approach how to deal with 
with, with the paired teams into crisis and and um, you know how to start a new paired team and I mean it was I mean I don't know I was there 12 years and you know it's it some time it felt like like six months those 12 years it went went by so fast I mean it was unbelievable we so grateful for all the 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 great people we got a chance to work with um all the skaters all all the the other coaching that that were involved you know like julie uh, um sylvie um uh, marlene uh, and then um you know the, the the one thing is that was amazing too is uh, my afternoons so uh, my afternoon i would go uh, to saint julie and then and I had my little uh, single project there, and, and then I get to, to work with with my best friend, you know, Nick and 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 Ian, and uh, you know, working with you, Nick, every day. It's it's you know, not everybody has the, the chance to actually go to work every day with one of their their best friends and somebody you know that you have fun with, and then so no, that was so privileged for me that, all that time. Um, so yeah, like, and now this is a, a, a new phase of my life. You know, this is exciting because uh, we are starting something from totally from scratch, and um, so I get the chance to work with, with Megan. And uh, um, yeah, so it's a great and exciting new project when we have exciting and new uh, skaters to work with, and uh, the, the the staff at the rink. They're there have been nothing but so welcoming and unbelievable to us. So yeah, this is this is exciting. Uh, okay, thank you very much for the compliment. <laughs> I had a lot of fun actually in Saint Julie. That's 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 we had fun every day. Uh, I guess people didn't really know that, but we did. Uh, <laughs> you touched on something. You touched on two things, so I'm gonna have to ask it one way or another. The first one is. You talked about the singles and pair approach, and I guess for a lot of the skating fans that they might not know what the difference is. So maybe you could elaborate on the, what's the difference between like you said, Joanne had more of a singles approach, and it's a little bit different than pair pairs where Richard had, there was more crisis control. So could you maybe elaborate on that more? Well, you know, like uh, I mean, the single approach. I mean, it's uh, obviously you, you deal with. Uh, um, everything is is yeah everything is individual so it's a very individualistic pair I, I mean it's a very um, the focus is on one person the focus is um, all the consequences there's no consequences other than to the skater um, that is involved so what I mean by that is every decision that is taking is according to one person I mean uh, it might sound simple, but it's still like, extremely hard. I mean, uh, you have to, um, because even though it's a single approach, you, you have many different single skater, and every single skater have different needs. Uh, they have different uh, goals. They have different approach. But um, but it's it's the one-on-one -on -one with the skater, it's, and it's very uh, the bonding between, like, the... the the, the the team you know between the the, the student the, the coaching team is ex, ex, extremely important now as far as the the, the pair approach i mean the, you deal with a total different dynamic of um, not only you want to bring two people that physically are well matched but you also want to bring two people that are mentally uh, and um, have the same philosophy you know you, you can have 
um, the, the best um, the best two skaters. But if they don't get along well, that's not going to work. If they, but even worse than that, if they have different goals and different approach to the skating, and that's what brings a lot of um, conflict. You know, sometimes conflict is not about only about um, being upset with with your partner. Usually, the conflict comes from either one having wanting the different things, uh, going about things different ways, um, having different life philosophies. So it's so when you teach pairs, it's, you have to manage and go through all of those differences. Um, sometimes difference of, of age difference. Um, you know, and, and, and being in different place in life, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, you, you, sometimes you teach, uh, kids that are going to university that skates with a, a skater that goes to high school. And that's totally two different reality for, for each individual. Or sometimes you, I, I could have a, a student that is married or, uh, with somebody else that is just, you know, like, um, doesn't really have any commitment. So, you know, there's so many different dynamic that uh, that can create um, issues or can create a lot a lot of fun also <laughs> okay so that's actually very interesting so as that as understand pairs is more complex because there's more of a relationship between the two skaters like i know you did a lot of work in japan with a lot of the skaters there too and maybe you use the checklist more than maybe in canada but do you like when you do a trial and you have two skaters that you want to put together and you know they're good, but do you have that kind of, you, I kind of went through it, but do you have that kind of checklist where you're kind of like, okay, this is going to work, you're kind of like, mm, I'm not sure about this anymore. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wish there, there would be a, an exact science behind this that would make my life a lot easier and I guess a lot the life of a lot of pair coaches a lot easier. Um, but obviously when you deal with, um, with foreigners, then you deal with different reality. Um, you know, sometimes um, I've had many skaters from Japan skating with Canadian skaters, and um, you know, there there, there is a, a culture uh, shock for either way, either for the Canadian or, or the Japanese. There's different um, approach to the sport, that is for sure. But you know, the, a funny fact is when whenever I go to Japan, and my goal and is to eventually for this country to have more pair team. Um, but they they have different uh, reality, a different struggle. They don't they don't have the luxury to have as many um, time for uh, pair ice. So so when you do pairs in Japan, it, it can be very challenging. But one thing I've learned over over time is is you know the the you know try to match people that are from the same club. Or ultimately, from this, that takes from the same coach, so you can avoid a lot of uh, a lot of pro, uh, trouble. Um, and it's the same thing in, in in this country. You know, sometimes people um, try to match uh, people from BC with people from Ontario. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but but there is a logistic um, um, reality. There is yeah. a, a logistic issue that um, in a perfect world, if you can put together people that are from the same region and from this and with and share the same coaches it, it make things a lot easier at first that's for sure okay my second question that was you kind of touched on when you were talking about pairs is and this is not a reality for i guess everyone that works generally is that 
you taught your wife and now you teach with your wife and is there is there challenges that come with it is it easy to turn off the switch when you guys go home like for a lot of people that don't that have their ordinary job they come home and they have something they have something to talk about i know you guys have a lot of interests besides skating yeah. but you guys work together so there is there's you guys are always together which is not a reality for everyone else so i guess a lot of people would wonder how do you keep the relationship always peppy healthy fun and just interesting well i think i think the fact that we share a lot of the same passion and a lot of the same things i i think that's one thing that does help our relationship um i find that uh i mean the fact that we both like skating that we both love like high level uh, performance and pushing ourselves um i mean that's i think that's what she likes about me and that's what i like about her you know it's that we we don't get complacent and uh, and we try to always push ourselves to the next to the next level um but i think for us it's always been important like you said uh, to to have different passion um we're, we're both extremely passionate with 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 animal protection uh we re- rescued two dogs and one from korea from the dog meat industry um we have we we love uh, outdoor um uh activities like biking um but as far as working together i i think the fact that we go out there we, we share the same f- passion and now that she's on the other side i think uh, she she in a way understand um my struggle like in the past as a coach and my joy and my different challenge i think she more and more will appreciate and understand even more in a in a way i think it's going to help uh, our relationship but as far as when she was skating i i think we i mean don't get me wrong we we would share skating at night we, you you talk about it like a lot of uh, a lot of it but i guess i i think at the end of the day if you want to succeed at something it, it it has it has to be your life um you know like if if skating was not my life if skating was not her life i don't think she would have achieved what she did achieve uh, as a skater and i don't think i would have get as far as i got so far as a as a coach okay very very interesting the next point is um with ping chong you actually helped the north korean team out i know they skated in a rink for the summer um how was it received i know i know on twitter it was one thing i know on so basically social media was it was a little crazy i mean how did you deal with there i guess if there was follow if how did you deal with them if there wasn't i mean you were kind of in this rock and a hard place i would assume so basically how did you deal with it what you learned from that experience um were you happy to pass on knowledge to them uh, etc well you know at the end of the day it's we're skating coach you know we're i'm not a politician um i know nothing about politics i try to i try to educate myself but i'm no politician i'm no uh, <laughs> world saver all i do what i do best what i know the most the best is skating um so and i love to teach skating to people that want to learn about skating and that to sh- that have the same love and passion for for this sport so this this team and the, the coach from north korea and 
and they're um, the president of the, their association. They share all of these things. We all have this in common. They, they, they're trying, their goal is to be one day at the top um, of the podium in Paris at some point. Um, so we all share the same thing. So obviously the connection between me and them um, went strong right away, right from the beginning. Um, um, the, this, the, these people have been nothing but uh, grateful and uh, unbelievable to me. And I tried to give it back by giving everything that I have as far as my knowledge, my time, my energy, um, and my passion. Um, so, I mean, when it came to work here, it was, I never thought about what was going to happen in the next couple months, but when the media got a hold of it and what, what made it so big is the fact that other than everything that we know and what we read about the North Korea and South Korea is that it's, they're the only athletes from North Korea that actually did qualify the, the, the legit way, if I might say to the Olympics. So that's why there was so much attention about those two. You know, you have like, during the, um, I forgot, the, I think the last flight of the long program of Paris, I'm there in the, in the six minute warm up with Eric and Megan and I look up and I see Theo and Jisook uh, sitting with the president, Thomas Back of the IOC, uh, not the IOC, but the IOC. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is huge. Like, it's, 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 it got so big. Um, obviously, the, the media attention was, I mean, it's the Olympics, so it's, it's on a different level. Um, but, um, you know, like anything else, you need to make sure that you don't get distracted by these, these kind of things because you're there to... Um, to, to, to do your job and and the one thing that the media uh, international media often forgot is I was there for Eric and Megan and and we were there to win a gold medal in in the team event and we were there to to do the our best performance and hope for a medal and so there was a lot at stakes for, for us um, so I, I definitely had to uh, put some um, to, to kind of isolate myself a little bit so I could focus and keep the people I was involved with focus on the right thing. Um, but like anything in life, you know, like uh, things get sometimes exaggerated on e either way. Um, um, yeah. One thing is for sure is before they came to me, they um, they were a good pair team, you know, like I, I, I think I helped them, but... It's not all about me, about uh, Julie. It's, I mean, we did the best we could to help them for sure, um, but they were good and before, and hopefully it's um, it's something. One thing is for sure, it's uh, the relationship that that we built over the summer, over that that competition. It's a relationship that it's it's keep happening, which I'm so happy. I just spent um, like uh, uh, two weeks in. in um, two months ago in, in Pyongyang in North Korea, my first time going there. And that was an unbelievable experience to go there, to see the way they train. Um, I, I got the, the good fortune to, to work with five other North Korean pair teams. Um, I got the fortune to work with their single skater. So that was a great experience. But, you know, and the, 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 the only sad part, you know, there's the people that some fans or some observer that probably don't never follow figure skating but follow the olympics 
um, got really insulted that another American or Canadian would go and help a, a team from from that country. But again, it was I'm not I was not I'm not I was not helping any country uh, or not helping. I was just there to uh, to work with with those two amazing individuals, like those two amazing human beings that wanted to learn. And at the end of the day, as a coach, there's no better feeling when there's two athletes that comes to you and just want to learn and soak every information and go home and just try everything you, you ask them to. Okay. Very cool. Like, very cool. Like, like you talked about that you don't know politics, but at the end of the day, like politics did come involved in this a bit. I mean, it was it was a huge, huge, huge deal for Ping Chang. But do you think at the end of the day, like sports is kind of the great equalizer that you you got an opportunity to meet probably someone you would never would have met because of their passion. You guys were able to connect on on your passions and help them towards their goal. And basically, as I see it, as I'm going to repeat myself, sports is the great equalizer. Do you see it as that, or do you see it as something completely different? And how did you deal with some of the follow like, Like some of the people were, like you said, were quite mean to you on Twitter, and it was more like, I'm just trying to help someone out. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. These these negative thing, you know, they, they they hurt. You know, it's it's those attack becomes personal. You know, that's the it's it's terrible. But then you know that then you you either avoid it, you don't read it, or you at the end of the day, it's like I didn't help them, I didn't work for them to please or not please. That was that that never crossed my mind if it would. Please or not please. The funny part is, I go to to Overstorf the first time. I'm coaching them, and there's some coaches that like that came up to me. It's like, wow, how, how do you think are the people gonna perceive you now that you're working with them? And I, and I'm like, you know what? I never thought about it. That was never part of my, mm -hmm. my thought process when when they asked me to work with them. Like my thought process was, you know, like. This is amazing that I'm going to work with, with great young skaters. Uh, and and at the same time, you know, I got to know more about different culture, um, the pros and cons of every situation. And they wanted to learn more also about our culture. And that's why they came and spent the, the summer in Montreal. Um, but you're right. At the end of the day, the, I mean, the, the Olympics – you know, Pierre de Coubertin, when he created the Olympics, it was it was to bring the world together. So ultimately, yeah, it was it was kind of when I, I saw them at the Olympics competing and, and see the, the support they got from the fans over there, the support they got from the other athletes, the support they got from from everybody, then it was like, well, you know what, Pierre de Coubertin did have a vision and that many years later that that vision in a way still exists and there's still hope that what is yeah. uh, the, the sport is supposed to bring to people when people ask you about your rep especially like coaching different athletes where you kind of like what do you mean like what's the problem here <laughs> yeah yeah ex yeah you know what it's you're right and i it never crossed my mind but i i think i think it's a, a lot of um, these questions a lot of it came from some coaches from the US and 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 I guess the especially like the te especially back then the tension there there was between the US and 
and and and that country and um you know I, I i'm not sure you know um it's um you know when you think about it there's um sadly there's so many conflicts in the world and so the, the last thing you want as a as a a sportsman is to be to be part of of a conflict you want to be or the, or the politics of the world yeah you want you want to be part of the solution you want to be part of the positive you want to be part of what brings people together that's that's who, that's what you want to be involved with and that's what you want to be part of um and one thing that that um the the name of 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 my contact in north korea his name is mr Ree. and one thing that mr Ree and i always said to each other you know we are there for skating we we are not here for politics so we will not talk about politics and that was agreed you know right from the beginning that that was not a political uh move that was not a political uh um reason nothing that was political about it you know um, um so as as i i don't even know like uh, who in their country or the government know of my involvement as far as i'm concerned nobody really know maybe they do you know i don't know um but one thing is for sure is we've never discussed that um their dream at first was to come and learn from us um it did happen and then their dream was for um me and Megan to go there and for Megan to do a show with Eric and and for me to um to go and coach um sadly um the the, the skating show never happened for um uh, different reason personal reason but hopefully it's probably going to happen in the in the near future but uh, we finally we were finally able to make it work for me to go in our country and 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 work and and see uh, what they've done and it's unbelievable you know all the exercise that i've i i i taught them all the exercise that they saw when they were in montreal all their young teams our young pair team were doing all of those exercises and you know when you see that as a coach that whatever you you taught them or they ask you about um like two years later that's what that's what they're applying uh, into their young teams i mean there's no better feeling than that that the not only they, they believe in what you do, but they're they're actually doing something about it. Before we let you go, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. This will let you listen to past episodes and automatically receive future editions. You can find instructions for subscribing as well as a wealth of other great alumni content by going online to alumni.skatecanada.ca. And there you have it, our podcast for this month, part one of a two-parter with coaches Bruno Marcotte and alumni committee member Nick Young. We're looking forward to part two next month. Hope you'll join us then. Thanks.